Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to episode 66 of the UK Travel Planning Podcast. This week's episode, I am really happy to talk to Catherine Johnson, who you may remember from episode 56, um, chatting about her trip to the UK in May of this year. And in this episode, we are going to do a follow-up to episode 55, where I talked about differences between the UK and the US, mainly because the inspiration for that post actually came from Catherine, because we met uh, in London, and she told me she was starting to make notes of things that struck her as different as an American uh, visiting the UK. So I thought it would be great to invite Catherine on to the podcast so we can kind of expand on that episode 55 where I talked about some of the differences. Um, So hi, Catherine, glad you could join us today. Hey, Tracy, it's always fun to talk with you. So I'm happy to be back. Yeah. And you um, you sent me all your notes because you made some fantastic notes uh, when you were in the UK. So I'm going to use all of that in, a, in an episode. Um, well, we're talking about them today, but in, a, in episode show notes. And then I'm going to actually do a whole article um, based on it as well so that people can actually go through. Because obviously th- there's a lot of things on the list, so we're not going to be able to talk about all of the things today. Otherwise, we might be here for a few weeks. <laughs> right. Just hit the highlights. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, we could talk through some of the definite things that really struck you at the time when you were there and you sort of reflect on, thought, actually, these would be really useful mm-hmm. for people to know. So, yes. So, would you like to kick off and think about some of those things that you want to share? Yeah, I, I will say that overarching, um, what I think I've mentioned to you before is it felt very familiar to be in England because it's an English speaking country and it it's a different culture, but it wasn't completely foreign. And I had to really slow down and pay attention to some details that are definitely different Mm -hmm. and highlighted our differences and even crossing the street. Um, I'm very glad that in London, they always have look right, look left, because I was naturally looking the wrong way yep. for being in London. Yep. I was used to America. But also in London, I'm just going to interject on this one, yes. because even with me, who I'm, I'm used to driving on the left-hand side, so technically should look the correct way to start with, um, I nearly got flattened by a bicycle, um, because you've got to watch out in London for the bicycles, because they seem to come whizzing from anywhere. <laughs> and there's a lot of intersections that are not four streets. They're f- yes. like they're multiple. It's three streets or four streets. So you have traffic coming from potentially five or six directions. Yep, yep. And you don't know who's going to have the light when. Exactly. And then the bikes go whizzing past. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we really paid attention to the do not walk or the walk. Yeah. Really. We relied on those pretty heavily. But it was just good to slow down and read details. And it's, it's easy to get caught up in the rush of the city and we live near a big city. So we are used to going at a quicker pace, but I would say um, that's when I made some mistakes and that's when I didn't read signs. And that's when things happened. Like we didn't pay attention to the, do not take the stairs, please take the lift because it's a lot of stairs. That's got to be Covent Garden. Covent Garden, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was us walking down, oh, no. 192 stairs. Pretty much, could we walk it up? <laughs> yeah, I, it was. I it was. Up, but it's, it's 
I think it's just, there are differences. And that's when I started writing them down because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I don't want anyone else to make this mistake. Don't, don't make my mistake. <laughs> learn, learn from us, learn what we did wrong, learn what we did right. And it's, I think it's what's really useful. And we've had some really good feedback on kind of that, that episode 55 of the podcast is just preparing people for things that, yes. that you may not expect. And like you say, you, and there's, there's going to be things that going to be different. And there's enough small things that Americans can do to prepare before coming to England that makes all the difference in the world yeah, from absolutely. a comfort standpoint. You can survive without any of this, but strictly from a comfort standpoint. Yeah. Of, and just so that it doesn't take you by surprise when you get there and kind of yes. go, oh, there's no washcloths. Ooh, there's no washcloths. Yes. And I on that, I did travel. I did, um, in your group, people were recommending getting some little disposable washcloths, which I did, and they were fantastic. And I'm so glad I had them. Because again, that's something I'm used to. Yeah. So I wanted to keep doing that. We, I also traveled with a very small bar of soap because um, none of our accommodations had a bar of soap. They all had liquid soap. Yes. And that's just something I prefer a bar of soap yeah. for my skin. So it Little things like that. Yeah, you could prepare with and and bring those. So, totally. So tell us about some of the things that that happened, which made you think, "Ooh." <laughs> okay, so bottled water. Yeah. That's one of them. We um, we our first accommodation that we stayed at, they must have a lot of Americans there because they had a an ice cube tray. So we made ice cubes every night yeah. and then filled our water bottles with ice cubes and water. But then when we would be out during the day, frequently we just it was a little warm. So we wanted, we wanted cold water mm-hmm. and we were actually in the Cotswolds with Victoria and I just grabbed water and sat down. I grabbed two, I bought two water bottles. I knew I was very thirsty and I opened my water bottle and it started to fizz <laughs> and I was very not, um, I was not expecting that. And she laughed and she said, Oh, you like sparkling water? I said, no, I just wanted plain bottled water. In America, um, it's not common to get sparkling water at your local convenience store or a gas station, or you have to purposefully go out of your way to get it. And I just didn't pay attention. There were two different color caps. One was still, one was sparkling. I just grabbed two water bottles, bought them, and went and sat down. So small things like that. Um, Not that I've opened it. I can't return it. So I was stuck with that water. (laughs) Good to know, though. Yeah, it was it was just a obviously it's a small thing, but um I I looked after that. Yeah, that's I it. read you kind of knew every yeah. single I knew, I knew to look, yeah. I also knew when we went to a restaurant and I would order or a pub, I would order water, I would always ask for a uh, tap water. Yeah. Um because otherwise they would bring you a bottled water and charge and you then, for it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that was very um Yeah, so ask we for knew. Tap water. We knew just to ask for tap. Yeah. Yeah. And then they would hear our accents and then they would say, do you want ice? Because <laughs> apparently that's not a common thing. And we always said, yes, yeah. no, we it's would not. take some ice because we are Americans. Yeah, it's not so big. A th- I mean, we'll have maybe one ice cube or something, but not a full glass full, mainly because right. I like the drink. I don't want it too diluted. By right, water. right, right. Thing. I always find it a bit. But anyway, yeah, everybody likes their own different things. But you will not get a glass full of ice in the UK. You'll have no, to you will not. That. Yeah. And also, um, in I think in every restaurant we went to, you also don't get refills on your soft drinks. So if you order a Coke, you get 
a Coke yeah. or a cup, you don't get, re- there are no refills. You can get them, you will buy them. Yes, you can get them, but you have to ask for them. So places like, uh, you know, if you go to Nando's, for example, which is, we really like to go to Nando's when we're in the UK, and you can get a bottomless uh, drink there. So you can go and refill it as many times as you want. But yeah, you don't assume that that's what you're going to get anyway. You actually have to ask, and a lot of places won't have that. Correct. You have to go and buy each individual drink. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. And I, w- I was going to ask you, in um, in America, when we have a waiter or a waitress, they are assigned to you and they are your waiter or your waitress. They bring you the bring you your food, they take your order, they bring you the bill and everything. It seemed our experience in England and also in Scotland was kind of everybody kind of helps everybody and they all jump in. Is that, oh, it does depends. that tend to be how it works? It depends where you go. I mean, some restaurants, yes, then then the waitresses or waiters will have certain tables that they're, they're in charge of. But in other places, if you go to a pub, for example, it's they'll just bring out to your table. So it's, I guess it's whoever's in the kitchen, they'll just bring it out okay. to that table. So it'll depend. So I think to that effect, we um, sat in a few places where we were waiting for our bill, our, our check to be brought to us. And I think restaurant experiences um, tended to be a little more relaxed than they are here in America. You know, we eat, we're done, get the bill, go. Um, we had to always ask for our bill. And we, at first, were looking for what I would say was our waitress or waiter. And then I started looking around and realizing everyone kind of helps everybody. Yeah. So we just asked anybody. Yeah, ask yeah. Yeah, ask for the they bill. were like, "Yeah, no problem." Yeah. Brought it to us. It was no problem at all. Um, it just wasn't something that we were used to. Yeah. We learned then after a couple times to be proactive. Yeah, that's a, yeah, because you could sit there for a while. To I ask. mean, it's just catching yes. catching one of the waiter or waitresses eyes yeah. just to say that. And they were always so kind about it. They were no one ever made us feel bad about asking or that we were rushing or. Nothing and not, nothing along those lines. No, they can't, they would They're expect you to kind. ask. Really, most of the time they'd expect to ask because it's not as rushed. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was saying that it's like they they loved that fact that it was far more relaxed in the UK. Oh, it was wonderful. Yes. You got to get in out, get yeah, you know, you know, yes, you can just sit and enjoy your meal, especially in a pub, and just sit and enjoy it. And I mean, some places yes. you go to, they might book you in a sitting, so they might say, you know, you can have the table from six till seven thirty or seven thirty till nine. So especially if they're doing two sittings, but but a lot of times, you know, if you go to put, it's very much more relaxed. You can sit. It was, it. and even our sittings that we had, the one was two hours. The other one was three. Yeah, that's a long so time. It was, we, we were fine. <laughs> we were fine on time. I, I will say also that, um, most places, actually almost every place, if they had straws, they were paper yes. straws. I don't think we had any plastic straws in the UK, which again, I don't, I don't care either way, um, but some people f- in America feel very strongly about their straws. So I would just recommend travel with a straw. If you don't want a paper straw, bring one. Bring your own metal or Absolutely. silicone or something. Uh, well, Doug does that because um, in Australia as well, they're not allowed. There's no plastic straws allowed, and you can not no plastic straws. So it's obviously about the environment. So there's no plastic. So sure, um, sure. So Doug, um, he doesn't like paper straws at all at all and also he'll say often i don't need a straw i can drink out the glass it's fine correct um, but what he does do is he has a um he has a, a bamboo straw that yes. we bought in yep. barley yep. that he takes and he just uses that or he's got a um a metal one that he takes and he uses that so yes he takes i've got one as well so we take those and often it's just kind of saying to them before they put a straw in there i don't want a straw or you know, and, and as you say, if you don't like paper straws, take something with you, take something that yes. you can use instead. 
Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And I, I know we were going to talk about um, tipping. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing in, in America. It's, it's at least 20% for the meal. Um, almost every restaurant that we went to had a built-in 10 or 12%, like a service charge, which was like a tip. Yeah. But nobody asked us for any tip beyond what was already built in. Yeah, that's becoming more common now that that service charge of 10, 10%, 12.5%. We saw that a lot actually in, in a lot of places that that's just included now. And that is basically your tip that's included in your bill, um, which is, I'd say that's a relatively new thing. It's not something, Okay, I think we saw that in London a few years ago, um, but definitely in London that you will see that included. Yes. So there's no expectation that you're going to tip yes. um, in a restaurant. Obviously, if you go into a bar or something, you don't tip. Um, when you order drinks, you don't you don't tip there. One thing I will say, um, and this is just really um, an appeal on behalf. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I did it at a tour, lovely, lovely tour. And um, uh, some there were beautiful, lovely um, American guests on this tour that I was on, but they tipped the guide at the end of the tour in US dollars. That's not helpful. Which was really, it was really strange. Um, and and they said, oh, they don't really ever get the currency of the country that they visit, which I, anyway, but it was very, so the poor girl was kind of stuck with this $20 tip that she couldn't do anything with. Right. I mean, she could, she'd have to go and exchange it. So then, but she said to just put it in a drawer at home with the last one that she got. So it's just considering that if you're going to tip, just take some, some currencies, take some pounds and, and tip in that. It's just better. <laughs> that is the only reason we brought cash or that we even needed cash in our experience was um, just to do just to be able to give some tips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And which we were glad we did. But even some of the street buskers, they had um, a QR code that you could Venmo them or Cash App or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, you can. It made me laugh, but good for them for for knowing, know your audience, I guess. Moving with the times because a lot of people don't carry cash anymore. I mean, I did get called out a couple of times. I did the cash challenge and and, um, I did spend money because I needed it in when I was in Lincoln because the the machine for the taxi guy wasn't working. So you needed cash in London as well at Covent Garden. I bought a scarf and the guy would only take cash there. And then obviously sometimes using some of the bathrooms, we'll talk about toilets like bathrooms <laughs> in a minute, um, that you needed to tell for like 50p. So you needed a little bit of cash. So I would say, um, do take some, if you want to tip, obviously yes. take some, please don't tip in American dollars and, um, you know, have, have a little bit of cash around just in case you need it. You know, don't need much, but take some. Um, we we always had some just in case. Yeah, so I just want to talk about bathrooms because this somebody mentioned yes. it's been mentioned in the Facebook group actually about the difference in the bathrooms. In- okay, I'm just gonna say um, from an American standpoint, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna talk about two things. I love that there's actual privacy in the actual toilet stall. In Amer- I was just in a um, an airport last weekend, and I could have fit my entire cell phone through the through the gap between the door and, and the part that you hinge the door to, there was no privacy. I did, I did not like that. And no. in America, when there's a waiting line for the yeah. bathroom, they tend to wait in the bathroom right in front of the stall. And I'm not a fan of that. Um, no, I don't think I would be either. There was so much privacy. All your doors actually close, like wall yes. to wall. It, it, it was wonderful. I, I love that. Um, I will say what, was different and Americans should know this is most of the bathrooms are very small. Yeah. Um, 
And they are not a place where you go. In America, a lot of times we go to the bathroom and you stop and I've seen people brush their teeth in the airport or or they um, brush their hair, they touch up their makeup. The bathrooms in the UK, the majority of them, I'm sure there are exceptions to the rule, the majority of them were very tiny. It's go in, do your thing, wash your hands, get out. Um, If you have, if you are traveling with someone, leave your jacket, your purse, your bag, leave everything with the other person because there is no room to put your stuff. That's a really good tip. It is really good. Tiny. I usually give everything to Doug and then I go. Yes. um, Yeah. Just we take me. turns. So much. That's how we went. We took turns. Yes, yeah, much much easier. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Let's talk about um. Us. Oh, I need to talk about dates and times. Now I have. Oh golly. <laughs> <laughs> I I struggle. I, I really struggle with this. Okay, so I'm now asking the entire population in North America, why do you write the dates the way that you do? I, you know, it's what we're always so used to. Is we write the month and then we write the date and then we write the year whether the month is written out in word form or numeric form but it's always the month so you know june 1st is 6 1 yeah but you would read that as january 6th yeah yeah that it, it confuses that, me i have to think well oh. It confused me the time. The time confused me oh. so much when we read England. Oh, oh my I, word. It, it, it's, so, it's so what you used to because I'll look. And it then, is. You know, when we do itinerary consults, I have to look and go, okay, if I, I look for the bigger number that's that's bigger than 12. Yes. And then I know, right, okay, we're, we're looking at yes. that's going to be the days. That's the days. And yes. I can figure out which way around it is because that's the only way I can do it because I go, oh, is, is that the is that the fourth or the fifth or is it the fifth or the yes. fourth? You know, and it's Americans really need to know that because when you're making reservations months in advance, you have to know what you're getting. You have to know what date you're getting. I also had a difficult time with the time. It was just a roadblock in my brain. There's no other reason for it. I I just was making reservations at St. Paul's Cathedral and our entrance, they give you a window, an entrance window. Yeah. And I quickly read it and I saw 4 to 6 p.m. Great, no problem. You know, 4 to 6 p.m. And then I realized it closes at 5. I'm like, how is my entrance 4 to It was something like that where the time didn't work out. And I went back and I looked and it said 14 to 16 was my entrance time. That meant... 2 to 4 p.m. Yeah. in American time. I had to email them and say, I am so sorry. I cannot tell time, apparently. <laughs> they were very gracious and very wonderful, but I just, I had such a hard time with that. Yeah. It, it's just a difference. It's just a difference, but it's again, slow down and pay attention. Otherwise, yeah. you are going to lose out on tickets and reservations. And it's because it's just not what you used to and not what you expect. So, Correct. yes, you will find the 24 hour clock is very much used in. Yes. Doug uses it all the time. That's what he will, you know, if we talk about train times, he will say it's at 16.05 or when it gets in. Yes. So, that's what I'm used to. So I'm used to that as well. But I know that that can be a bit of a, if you're not used to, that correct you know then use the am pm use it to, to differentiate rather than using the 24 o'clock yeah that can be a bit of a, a tricky one <laughs> it was it was for me and my family teased me about it 
<laughs> you know what? It's just one of the things we laugh about yeah, now. Exactly. It's, it's just one of the things we laugh about. But again, it's another reason to slow down uh-huh. and pay attention to time and don't rush because as soon as you rush, you're going to start making mistakes. And <laughs> because it's, yeah, slow down. That's it. Slow down and don't make the mistakes. There's another one that I want to bring up because it's another fun one for me. It's the difference between the ground floor and the first floor. Oh, my word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had um, a first floor um, unit when we rented and I thought, oh, okay, I don't love first floor, but I'm, I'm fine with that. And we got our keys and she said, okay, take the elevator up. <laughs> and I said, well, you said we're on the first floor. And she said, yeah, you are. And I'm like, then why am I taking an elevator? I don't understand. And she looked at me like I had three heads. I looked at her like she had three heads. And she said, you're on the ground floor. I said, right, the first floor. Oh, no, no, no. Ground floor, then one, yeah. then two, then, yeah. Yeah. And that, we learned. Yeah. That, we learned. That's one of those ones that it's, yeah, if it can catch you out because as you say, you think first floor, second floor, third floor, you think you're standing on the first floor when you know that's a ground floor. So we start And honestly, that. that does matter for people that maybe are traveling with children yep. or you have a stroller or someone who's disabled. You need to know yeah, that that's in true. advance. That is true. Also, we learn to ask and to read the fine print everywhere. Find out if there's an elevator. There are so many old accommodations yeah. that that are historic buildings and they can't put uh, or a lift. Yeah. They can't put a lift in. Um, so it's just good to know. Just yeah. slow down and read the fine print. Because that matters for some people. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. Be absolutely sure when you are are booking a hotel if you want the ground yes. floor or what you consider the first floor. Yes, that you inquire and make sure. And if you specifically want to be on the ground floor, then you you know request that. Yes, you know if you've got a reason. Yeah. And I I will say we found that the UK was very very uh, aware and accommodating for disabilities. Yeah, so it's. Tell the people up front, here's here's the issue. I you don't have to go into detail, just I have a walker, I have a wheelchair, I have you know, crutches when I walk. Yeah. They're very accommodating. We also found that in restaurants. They always asked, are there any allergies? Are there any they gluten-free options everywhere? Um, my daughter does have a tree nut allergy, yeah. which is different than a peanut allergy. People in America don't get it. Um, people in England did. Okay. They totally knew. Yeah. They were great. I would say London was great. Yeah. yeah. A little less the further out you got, the more country. Yeah. Very accommodating, just not as proactive with having a separate menu yeah. for somebody with allergies. But if you're gluten-free, there are so many options for you in the UK. So many options. I know that's been mentioned, yeah, by quite a few people. Yeah, and just how hot they are, and asking in the UK about they're so good about it. Yeah, do you have? And for example, uh, you know, we talk a lot about afternoon teas, and I've got an article in that, and I list kind of you know what the different afternoon teas if they're gluten free, what they offer, and you can you know say a lot of them if you let them know. Yep, they will then uh, make up that option for you. They'll do the best. They I can, will yeah. say. One of the highlights of our trip when we went in May was my daughter had never had um, a macaron. Oh, yes. The the French yeah. is like a... Yeah, macaron. Because it's usually made with almonds. Yeah. There's almonds in there and she can't have them. But we had told them in advance when we made the reservation that she could not have tree nuts. They made some without. 
So she was able to have her first one ever. She was so excited. As a matter of fact, she asked them, are you sure this doesn't have any any tree nuts? They said, no, no tree nuts. You have an allergy. These are tree nut free. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's lovely. Th- that's one of the highlights of our trip was that she got to have one of those. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. She's, then we got a she's photo? never had one before. We've got a photo. We'll put that in the oh, of course I have. A, of <laughs> course I have a picture of her holding them. She was so excited about that. Exactly. We'll, she was so excited. We'll get that in the show notes. Okay. Yes, we have that. Definitely. So what, what are the things kind of struck you is that would be really good to let top sheets ah yes um the bedding (laughs) um (laughs) we may have spoken about this before but um we decided to travel with our own top sheet and i'm glad we did um i know that the uk typically doesn't have one and they have a duvet Mm -hmm. instead and there will be a lighter weight duvet in the summer but um I'm a middle-aged woman. I don't want a duvet. I don't care how lightweight it is. I just want a tiny little thin sheet. Yeah. So we we chose to travel with one. I'm glad we did. Just know in advance. Um, consider that in your packing if if you don't want to hold duvet on you. And it's it's easy to put in your packing, isn't it? It's easy to take. It's and very easy. You, and then you're not either. Especially yeah. in those compression. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those compression cube packers. Those were lifesavers. Those are my they new were, best friends, Catherine. Oh, I love them. I loved them. Yes. Well, that in our air tag. Uh, we left an air tag in our um suitcases, which I don't did it help? It gave us peace of mind. Mm. That's what it helped with. And we did take the train up to Scotland for a few days, but we did not bring all of our luggage. And it was very um cool for us to realize that there are so many luggage drop-off places that you can utilize. Yeah for relatively inexpensive. There are. There are actually. And um, I've actually got it on my list to write an article about the different places, like the different companies in London that you can, because obviously the train stations, yes. you can leave, but there are a few companies as well that cover London. Yes. Actually the UK, in fact, the world, um, that you can leave your luggage at. And it makes such a difference, isn't it? Um, yes. To do that. It, it was, we did that. We loaded it with tons of stuff. Nothing obviously irreplaceable. We're not going to, we didn't leave anything like personal identification in there or money, but we left an air tag. It was affordable. Um, We Google searched it. That's how we found it. I think it had 50,000 five-star reviews. So we felt pretty good about that. It was right outside King's Cross Station and it was so worth it. So worth it. That's something that I've ever utilized before. I had no problems with it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. It's great. It well, made our travel easy. You were going up to Edinburgh and come back down again. So why not? Just yes. take what you needed up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. I also, okay, I was in our travels. The other thing that I was thinking about was shopping. Um, stuff closes earlier in the UK, stores yes. specifically, than they do in America. And even restaurants close earlier and pubs will be open, but often the kitchen closes earlier. Yeah. Um, so. You're, you'll be hard-pressed to go into a restaurant at 10.30 at night and think you can order a full meal. It's not um, common that we found. No, you won't be able to do that. No. I mean, you could go into a fast food place, absolutely, like anywhere in the world. And that's what we ended up doing, fast food. But, but like the pubs, that yeah, the kitchen will be open between certain hours. So if you want to go and eat, then, you know, that, unless you're going to – like there are somewhere that open all the time, but but generally they'll be open between certain hours. Yes. And I quite often as well, I am saying as well to people just to to book ahead quite often. If there's somewhere yes. specific you want to go to, like don't like book it. 
Um, and I said, you can yes. go to Borough Market or you can go to Camden Market. You can, you can get food there. Like if you've got the markets and you're there, you, can, you don't have to book anything there. You can obviously just buy street food, what you want. Right. But, but you can't go there at 7 o'clock at night. No, no. Because they're closed. That's true. That is true. But during the day, yes. But exactly. Yes. When it gets to later on, no, you're going to have to either book something um, or, or go to a, um, like find a, you know. So I think that's just something good to take into consideration. We did a lot of day trips out to the country and we would come back on a train that would get us into a station at like 7.15 p.m. I'm not even going to try to pretend I know what time that is in, in, in 20 hour, 24 hour clock. Um, and we would, we would have to just take that into consideration. We can't go to dinner right now at a place. We're going to have to do something fast. So honestly, we frequently would take a later train and we would just eat dinner where we were during our day trip. Good idea. Um, Because otherwise, there's only so much Pizza Hut, McDonald's. You can't can't do that stuff. I don't want to do that. I'm in England. I don't want to do that. I'd rather eat at a pub before I leave Bath or wherever we were, you know. And a perfect, great idea. Absolutely. And also we we chose to stay at um, locations that had little refrigerators. So we got food that we would keep at our place. Um, And in London specifically, I was surprised when um, we didn't get a bag when we purchased our <laughs> yeah. our food, um, our a few groceries. So I'm one thing that we do just because this is how we travel is I always have a foldable bag with me. So glad I did. Yeah. So if that's something, if you're going to the UK for the first time, just I recommend always having one with you. Yeah. I've got I've got one actually that clips on. I've got ones on each of my bags, just clips on. So I've got it. Same in Australia. You have to take your own bags. You have to pack your own bags in the UK, which you don't in Australia, because people, which always gets me by surprise when I first go back to the UK. Because I kind of I've got my bag, but I stand there. Right, right. And I oh I forgot. I actually have to pack this thing myself. Yes. So, <laughs> pack it yourself. Yes. Take your own bags. Yeah. And a lot of places would ask us, "Oh, would you like a bag?" I would say, "Sure." And then you realize you're paying for it. It's not necessarily a lot of money, but it's unnecessary if just bring a bag. Yeah, just bring just bring it small. I don't need to pay for something for my, you know, for my loaf of bread and my cheese. The wonderful, wonderful cheese that you guys have in England. Oh my goodness. We we could have eaten cheese sandwiches all day and been happy. It was so Aww. good there. Well, I, I, I'm happy to go into Marks and Spencer's food hall every day when I'm back and just oh. buy the gorgeous sandwiches and the lovely food and the lovely yes, meals. Yes, <laughs> and I, I again when we travel, we like to eat where we are and eat what would be not considered American because we can do that every day of our life here. I'd rather experience it, experience it there. I will also say. Okay, were you going to say I something? Gonna I, was, I was going to say about coffee. Yeah, I was going to mention about coffee. Oh gosh, <laughs> coffee, yeah. <laughs> I know you're not a coffee drinker. It's really difficult for me to talk about coffee. And this comes up yes. a lot in the group. And also for Doug, because neither of us drink coffee. Neither of us like coffee. Okay. So we can't get into this whole kind of coffee debate about who has the best coffee in the world. I, I don't know. I don't, Australian, apparently, they have. But um, I don't know. I just so So tell me about the coffee. Okay, I will because <laughs> I tried a lot. I I felt the coffee again what I experienced mm-hmm. was very different than America. I felt like it was a little weaker um than American coffee than what I'm used to. Um I will say I had done my research in advance. There is no half and half in 
uh, what what we as Americans call half and half. Okay. It doesn't exist or it's not what you guys call it. Um, you can, I think the closest thing I was told was single cream. It's called single yes. cream, but you don't get that at an average coffee shop. That's more at your high end posher restaurant places. Thing. Yeah. yeah. They won't yeah. give you cream. Um, I don't think so with coffee. They have milk. Yeah. They'll just say milk. milk. It wouldn't be cream. Right. Yeah. So I, I learned that. I mean, there's there are Starbucks. I did try a lot of the uh, chains yep. that you guys have because I wanted to try them. I, um, some I loved, some I didn't. And I did also find that it it didn't seem super common to just drink brewed coffee, which is what I drink. I just drink plain old coffee with a little bit of half and half. Um, everyone seems to drink like lattes and Americanos. Those are really big. Yeah. The Americanos are a big thing. So when I was there, I just thought, I'm going to do it. People in London do. I'm drinking an Americano every day. Yeah. So I definitely, I tried everything. I found my favorites. Um, I returned to my favorites. So which was your favorite? Uh, Can I ask? I really loved a place called FCB. Okay. Um, it's a chain. Uh, I saw it in some tra- train stations. Oh, okay. They were excellent for Americanos. Um, On Cannon Street, there was a place called Rosslyn. They had excellent, excellent coffee. They were really good. Cafe Nero, eh, not my favorite. Um, What's the other one? It's called Preta. Preta Manger? Yes, that one. Yeah. It was was okay. Um, In a pinch, I just, I'd go to Starbucks and I'd get a cold brew in a pinch and that always worked. But you managed to kind of. You managed to get by. <laughs> I did. Totally. Totally. And honestly, that wasn't the goal or the focus or the purpose of our vacation. So I just knew in my head, eh, for two weeks, we're going to do an experiment. And I think a lot of it is just setting your brain expectations. But you know what? I, I'm going to confess here. So Doug and I are exactly the same when it comes to tea. <laughs> really? So to the point that we take our own tea bags with us on holiday. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So, you know, we all have are things that we really love. We all have our thing. And, you know, we love yes. our tea and doesn't matter where we go, we end up, we like our tea. We just like our tea. And I like, the, you know, I like the tea the way I make it. So I never, ever actually buy tea when I go out. Never. Because I never do it how I want it. <laughs> but you're also talking hot tea. Yes. Correct? Yes. Because I don't think iced tea is a thing in England at all. Well, iced tea, it is, it is, but it's different to what the American iced tea is. So iced tea, you can buy it in the, if you go to the supermarkets or to, to like corner shop, you'll get iced tea and you can get peach, you can get mango, you get lemon, um, you get raspberry. Oh, so like the tea drinks, so the flavored tea drinks. It's more, no, it's like a cold drink with, and it's mango flavor. Like with but juice it, in it? it's juice. It's more like a mango yeah. iced tea juice. It's not, I wouldn't yeah. say tea. It's not. It's called iced, iced tea, tea, but it's not what I believe you guys call iced tea. Correct. Ours is literally brewed tea that is just chilled and then served over ice. So it's exact stuff that you drink as hot is what Americans drink. I personally don't drink it, but it's what... A lot of people in America drink. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. No. That's not iced tea. It's not the same thing. If you go to a uh, to a cafe and they might have iced tea on the menu, it will be fruit. It will be like a a lemon. You probably will not. Right. You won't get the same thing. No. It won't be made of tea leaves or tea bags. Tea. No. Yes. No. 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 
No. <laughs> yeah. So just know what you're getting in advance. Know what you're getting. Yeah. No. Yeah. There are some definite differences. Yeah. For no, sure. It's really good. Well, it's been so good to chat to. We've we've gone through quite a lot of stuff, and I know we've got we've got quite a few um, more we could have talked about. But I think what we're gonna what I'm gonna do is use your article, put some of these things in the show notes, but definitely write and post an entire article using um, your uh, reflections and and the things that kind of struck you. Uh, Catherine when you were in the UK because I think this will be very useful as I say to prepare people for those differences so so you know we know you're going to go to a different culture and it's going to be different but it's just good sometimes just just have that little bit of knowledge so like I say that if those things comfort things that you need just take them with you know what matters to you do your research yeah Google exists for a reason and I think that reason is to enlighten us about where we are going and I I made a list of what was important to me yeah. and to our family. And that's what I researched. The rest of it, we agreed. We're going to go with the flow. Yeah. Perfect. And we weren't going to make a big deal out of it. Perfect. No, so thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on the uh, podcast again. It's, so, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We could talk for hours. I love talking to you. Yes, yes, we could. <laughs> and we do. We generally do. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to, yeah, so everything we talked about today will be in the, this episode's show notes. This is going to be uktravelplanet.com forward slash episode 66. Um, again, check out episode 55 for some more information about that kind of UK versus US uh, info. Um, and episode 56 to hear Catherine again talk about her trip so you can find out what she did when she was over in the UK but for this week this just leaves me to say as usual happy UK travel planning from me